0: Audio.
1: Welcome to the Homeschooling Families Podcast. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. Today, I have Chelsea Cameron joining us, and I couldn't be happier about it. Chelsea and her husband, Kirk Cameron, played love interests Mike and Kate Seaver in the 1980s hit sitcom, Growing Pains. They've been married for well over 25 years, and they have six children. Together, they continue to produce faith-based entertainment for the entire family. Chelsea's unique faith-based marriage and family class, 24-7 Family, continues to teach, inspire, and encourage women of many backgrounds to discover the secret of a healthy, happy, brave, and fruitful home. Today, we're going to be talking about the home part of homeschooling. Because that's where the stakes are high and the rewards are even higher. You're going to love to hear her heart and practical advice. And I believe you're going to get even more excited to hear her in just a couple of weeks at our Teach Them Diligently Homeschool Conference in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. That's happening May 4th through 6th. Now, if you've never been to a Teach Them Diligently event, this would be a great one to start with. Once you're there, you'll find that you get access to world-class speakers, practical workshops, and a huge exhibit hall filled with the latest homeschooling curriculum and resources. Plus, you'll have the opportunity to connect with like-minded families and to recharge your homeschooling batteries. But what really, really sets Teach Them Diligently apart is our mission. What you'll find when you join us in Pigeon Forge, is a homeschool conference that is focused on strengthening families, refocusing all of us on our mission as parents and home educators and preparing us to accomplish that mission with excellence. It has a distinctly Christian focus, and those who attend tell us that they came away with not only great information and encouragement, but also with relationships with others that will help sustain them and support them all year long. We spend a lot of time talking about parenting, marriage, and other relationships, as well as covering the nuts and bolts of homeschooling, because we know that home education is only a small part of your family life, though it impacts much of it. We would absolutely love to see you there. So make your plans to join us in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, May 4th through 6th, coming up in just a couple of weeks. You can learn more and get your ticket now at teachthemdiligently.net forward slash events. Again, that is teachthemdiligently.net forward slash events. Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of Homeschooling Families Podcast. I am thrilled. To be able to welcome Chelsea Cameron to the podcast today. Chelsea is joining us in Pigeon Forge coming up. Her husband, Kirk has been with us a couple of times at our Tennessee event and has always been such a blessing. So Chelsea, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you for joining us.
0: Thank you. I've, I'm so happy. I've heard so much about your event and Kirk comes home raving about it. So I'm, I'm thrilled to be a part of it this year. Thank you. Well,
1: praise the Lord. Yeah. We were, I was telling you beforehand, when we were walking Kirk to the the keynote room last year, he told my husband and I that, you know, he'd be fine, but really, really, the one that we wanted speaking was you because you're the one that could really reach the hearts of the moms. You're the one that's been there, done that. And so we we came home with that in our mind. And then we saw homeschool awakening, and I listened to your heart as you expressed. You know a heart of discipleship and and of a focus on you know what's going on in the home and I'm like, she is our people this we're gonna get along really, really well. so I am thrilled that you're joining us yeah and I just I wanted you to share a little bit about yourself. Tell us who you are and what really makes you tick. oh wow <laughs> well,
0: Kirk and I I mean you know you know him and you know that we've been married for thirty two years this summer. Yeah, we have six kids that are one year apart four of, of whom are adopted, our first four. So our kids now are 19 to 26, almost 20 to 26. But for you moms who have the six and under, it just seems like yesterday. But we, so we had, um we definitely have experienced all of the ages and stages. And so I feel like the thing that has made me tick for 20 years is, is motherhood. I knew that once I was a mom, I would step way, you know, back from career. And I'm, I'm thankful to God that I was able to because I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you find enough nannies for six kids who are one year. Old. Exactly.
1: <laughs> no, but exactly. I, I take a
0: special level of energy there, yeah. <laughs> but I knew that it was, I, I've always, always loved and dreamed of being a mother. And so that's what makes me tick is I'm, I am, I'm a, I'm a work in progress as a Christian woman, you know, constantly growing in marriage and raising the kids. And it really is my heartbeat, you know, my fate, my family, it's its everything to me. So that's kind of what I'm about. We live in Southern California. I love the outdoors. I've raised our kids. I mean, I'm from Buffalo, New York. And so I actually miss the seasons. But I've had the blessing of being able to, you know, homeschool and have our kids out in nature. I really love nature and God's creation. It's a very big part of my life. So
1: that's kind of, there you go in a nutshell. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, and yeah, the fact that that faith in your family are so important to you, I think is, is it really comes through, through your, like I said, when I saw you on Homeschool Awakening that you all did such a great job with that movie, but beyond that, in the classes that you teach in the videos that you've done with Kirk through the years, just as I've kind of Watched you guys from afar. You can tell that priority and that that focus on on going for your children's hearts, like we talk about so much around here. And and I wanted to ask you, really, how did homeschooling? You know, you're in Southern California. You're in an area where most of us would not dare to tread. It's it's a little bit wilder. I'm in South Carolina. You know, I'm in the buckle of the Bible Belt here in South Carolina. So. So you know, how did you all get started on this journey? What was kind of the the prompt for that? Yeah, and then how did that look through the years? Well, Kirk had been traveling a lot. Our kids were at a really lovely little Christian school,
0: and actually loved the school very much. One class per grade, very God centered, a great community. Many of my close friends now are I met there. But I think we came to a point where. We had six very different children and some were thriving and some were not in the school system. And we had, I think the best of the best, like we could work with the teachers, we were in the classrooms. And so Kirk was meeting a lot of people who are homeschooling. And so at first I was absolutely no way, no how, <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I all, all that kept running through my head was, you're kidding, you have to teach math and science. Yeah. And like, like there's no way, okay? there's just no way. But it was interesting. The more I, he said, well, just pray about it, Charles, just because I'm meeting people and I think there's tons of curriculum and it, the kids could travel, we could travel. <laughs> so if God wants you to do something, it 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 grows in you. Mm. He was like, I started to feel this urging that maybe this would be a great adventure. And truly it was all the Lord. It was the Lord. It was not, I. this was not something that I was planning on doing. Yeah. But I got more and more excited about it. And I had a couple of things happen with the kids at school that I thought was like I was doing a little bit damage control with their, with them emotionally. And and so I was, I just dove off with the six kids and it was the greatest adventure ever. I loved it. We started basically completely green, had no idea. I think, I think they built tree forts for the first (laughs) weeks. And we read, perfect. we read books Yep. and um, we went to the beach. <laughs> I love homeschooling. Hey, awesome. This is the greatest oh, wait, thing wait, ever. Wait. <laughs> <We> just, okay. <laughs> I think we have to think about the school part, but I love to research. So I was, I would just soak in, I would just say, God, direct me to people who know how to do this and do it well right, on the school part of things. And I just learned that they just need to love to learn. Yep. And and that i could have relaxed learning in my home and it was beautiful and once i kind of got into the rhythm of you're just coming through life with me like it felt it like kind of bore witness to me that this is the way this is supposed to be right and they were calmer we were more united we it opened up opportunities of travel i talked to them more i got i felt like I'm pretty connected to my kids, but you know, the day in, day out struggles, learning styles, I was discovering a lot
1: about my kids. Oh, yeah. That I was not, I was not getting when they were in school. Right. I think that's one of the, that's one of the things that was the most surprising to me and has probably been the kind of the foundation for everything else is as you are, like you said, reading with them and playing with them and building forts with them and doing all of these things with them. You get to learn how they think, yeah. how they respond to things, what really gets them excited, yes. what is really difficult. I mean, all of this stuff you're, you're learning about yes. your children on such a deep level yeah. that it's much easier to disciple and shepherd their hearts because you're so much closer to them.
0: Yeah. I mean, Leslie, I really feel like most homes, including Christian homes are, can be just dis- disconnected people living in a boarding house. Yeah. And I felt like that was starting to happen. They, they'd come home from school, you know, they have the different stresses and this happened, that thing, do your homework, do you, and, um, play your sports, go to ballet, like go to bed. I felt like I got to know them. I thought I always knew them. I mean, I, I know my kids. I'm, I was a complete, right, dedicated mom, but to know them better and to understand each of them a lot more. Life became, more relaxed. Yeah. And I think it's not always what happens with homeschooling. I i mean, honestly, you know, they always say, Yeah, I'm not going to bring the school into my home, you know, but, but it, there's this pull, this conventional, we're people, we're humans. We, we want to fit in. We want to say, well, How are they doing? How are they? They're not doing as good as him. And she said, We tend yeah. to compare. We, we just are wired that way. I grew up in the public school system my whole life. You know, I went to college, you know, this sort of like, this is the way we do it. And it's like, We, <laughs> no doesn't have to be that way. Exactly. So I would say, but something that was just such a big focus for me was relaxing our spirit and connecting as a family. Yeah. Those things were really like my main curriculum. I wanted, I didn't, I, I wanted the family to be connected and learn how to cooperate and learn how to respect each other. And, you know, as you know, when you're, when you're homeschooling your kids, they're, in contact with many different ages, and they go everywhere with you. So, right. you know, along the way, especially in the first year, I kept feeling like, oh, this is so important. Like, they're they're, they're communicating with all these, you know, older people. They're learning how to hold themselves, how to carry themselves, learning how to travel, be flexible, cooperate. And, and I feel like we're getting through this curriculum pretty easily. Like the stuff that I was, yeah. you no, know, we're going through math. I never, I didn't feel rushed. I probably... Kirk is much more of, um, he would probably like way more structure. I'm, I'm more the like, I so. don't oh, know. It's a nice day. Go to the beach. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> beach. Again today. Tide pools. Let's go. Exactly. What are we going to see <laughs> out there? We're a good balance. I think he, that was good. But they were, in, and then, you know, we kind of joined in on some homeschool co-ops and things, we, which was good they played sports. It was great. Like, I, I think the community part, you feel like everyone worries about all this stuff. That I feel like that falls into place. Yeah. No. Oh, absolutely. So it was the great unknown. And it was something I discovered along the way. And I adjusted along the way. You know, we need more of this, we need less of that. But my main thing was, we were not disconnected people in a boarding house. Yes. Amen. And that was we were family, and I
1: felt like a family, and I felt like we were growing as a family, and that's such, yes, yeah, such a big deal. And we find as we've, you know, as I've talked to a, you know, thousands of homeschool moms, and I'm sure you have, yeah, actually, it's that family element at feeling the friction of how can I be mom and teacher and yeah. wife and all of these things, all of these roles. They're seeing them so often as competing. Right. Instead of working at your one mission and letting everything be servant to that, which brings so much peace. Yes. How have you guys worked through all of that through the years? After a short break, we'll be right back to talk even more about this.
0: You know, I was really blessed right in the beginning of our marriage. Well, I listened to Ted Tripp Shepherding a Child's Heart, which was all about the heart of a child, like all about parenting to the heart of that behavior. Because I don't I don't know about you, but with having six kids one year apart, like it can easily turn into a correctional facility, like really quick. Oh yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so like I knew that like a, you have to get what's driving the behavior. And you start addressing right the heart, which is heart that needs the Lord. It needs a savior. And you know, being able to shepherd them on a daily, through the day, about what that's called and calling out God calls it. Like, oh, that's yeah, the love of self. Right. right. You know, you in the circle of blessing, your sin, my sin, selfishness, whatever, disobedience, rebellion, it takes you out to the, out of God's safe circle of blessing. And discipline is a faithful mama bringing them back in. Instead of, I'm at the end of my tolerance curve, you know, I'm going to, you know, I've had it right yeah it gave we so we started shepherding a child's heart which gave us a better understanding of what we we're trying to accomplish with our kids yeah. they would see that their heart needs jesus and they would know that we always have their best interest in mind even through discipline and things like that yeah. and consequence you know that it was always their heart i cared about what does mom care about most my heart my heart you know my heart before god and not and calling things really what god calls them so i felt like i had better i just had fellowship with my kids. Yes. I need God. You need God. We all do. It's the number one thing I want them to know is yeah, who they are, why they're here, you know, and
1: why they need their savior. Amen. And yeah. So, and I'm sure like me, you found along the way that that grew you in ways that you would have never even imagined that you needed to grow. I mean, the sanctifying, I mean, God. the sanctifying part of of parenting and then you lop in homeschooling on top of it is really, really amazing. The way that God works in the hearts of us moms and dads as well. As we are, we recognize so clearly the importance, the privileged importance of the job that we have and the short amount of time that we have to really do it.
0: So they're now, you know, it's really about relationships. It's really about keeping their heart. Yes, through some very difficult seasons, and I think when when you learn something, I'm going to be talking about that when we all get together. How do you keep the heart of your child? Yeah, and still have the consequence that you need. How do you maintain joy in your home when it's hard? How do you learn to forgive each other? I mean, you're spending a lot of time with people who have the center of your heart, and they have the ability to hurt you. I mean, yes, not just husbands; kids can hurt you too, and we do wrong things and how do we repent of things and how do we forgive each other? Just all of those inner qualities that is the greatest schooling for their life. No, yes. so I wouldn't have changed anything about my journey with homeschooling with the kids. They, you also, the other thing I think I I, I learned was how each of them are smart. <laughs> like they're all smart. Yeah, they're all. But like you know, I believe that part of our job as a parent is not just to send them to school, but to to scout them a bit, to see what their strengths are and to be able to say like, oh, you know, that's part of giving the blessing to your child is I recognize uniquely who you are. You know, you're, you know, I see these gifts that God has given you and sort of like recognize them, speak of them and encourage them. So it's, it's, you know, scouting their uniqueness and recognizing their uniqueness.
1: And setting them up to succeed yeah. in the way that God has created them, which is one of the things that homeschooling really has over a more traditional school, because teachers, even the best of them, yes. don't have the time to get to know at that deep level all of the 30 kids in their class. What? But we do, and we're able to orchestrate things and point them in directions where they can excel right, and and really gain the confidence and the peace and the joy that comes from serving God and people the way that you were created to. Yes. And you have time actually to think of other people.
0: Right. To serve and to actually, you know, kind of, you kids can learn the form of habits that they'll carry on, like thinking of another person, like going out and seeing grandma or, you know, doing something for a neighbor, just, just. Character things that are so missed in the busyness of school and, and yes. academics. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's just I just have to study this and memorize this for this test, and then I'm comparing myself to everybody else. And, you know, my grades, and my, and you just you just see like what are you actually learning yeah. out there? And when I brought him home, it was just the start of this adventure, and I I just didn't, and I also didn't want to do damage control for their whole life. I right. wanted to be the, I wanted to shape, Perk and I, and a community, in a church, wanted to shape a world view. I don't want mm-hmm. to be like this, you know, this mom. I want to be a mom who's saying, yes, yes, let's go. Let's do Not, No, 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 not that. Yeah. Stop that. Not them. No, like this. I don't want to be on the defense. I just don't want to be on the defense as a mother. I wanted to be on the offense. I want. I wanted no to, you know. I wanted them to have a joyful life and to not not just to be kind of constantly doing damage control about what they're learning or right. the wrong influences and the shaping influences at that time of their life. I wanted them to be in community for sure. Yeah. But um, I just wanted to be on the offense
1: Yeah, with that. Well, and I actually, I want to double back to something that you alluded to earlier. Yeah. And because you were talking about how we are able to, Even in the discipline times, even in those hard, Mm -hmm. difficult times, we're able to keep their heart and actually grow our relationship with them because we have this whole body of work that shows that we care deeply for them. And I've found through the years, you know, as we've kind of grown up with our kids as well, that those times Satan really whispers a lot of lies and tries to give you a lot of fear about how you are going to lose their hearts because you're too hard, you're too strict, you're too whatever it is. Yes. And like you noted, I've seen actually the opposite. Things may be a little bit tense in the short term, right. but or long term, it's just really goes a long way towards, towards keeping them facing the right direction, you know, encouraging them in their walk with God, but also really shoring up that I love you so much that you're going to have to crawl over me right. to make these bad yeah. decisions.
0: Yes. And I mean, honestly, if I, coming to speak with the uh, women or families, if I had to choose one thing, if I had to choose one thing, I would choose working through conflict and discipline, like disciplining your kid. Because I have found in the class that I do, if I, how easy it is for parents to get into an adversarial place with their kids. Yeah. Even when they're little, little, little. And mom's crying because, like, I don't like this child. It's so disobedient. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know how to get them under my authority. I don't know how to do that without feeling bad about what I'm doing. I lose it. I'm constantly losing it. I, they're disobedient. They're constantly fighting. That you know. And so, if I had to talk about anything, and I will talk about this, I will talk about proper biblical discipline and how you don't, how you don't lose their heart, how you actually gain their heart, because once you start seeing discipline. If discipline is at the end of my tolerance curve and I lash out in anger, it causes them to be more rebellious. Right. And and, and, they, and then by the way, by the time they're like 12 and bigger than you, it doesn't work. So yeah, exactly. Right. So, but if I look at discipline as I love you too much to let that rebellion grow. So I have to discipline you, baby. I have to. Yep. Because God disciplines those he loves and I love you. I can't let that seed grow. So I will discipline you. And then we're going to pray because my greatest prayer is that you have self-control and you know the Lord and that the Holy Spirit's controlling you. And, yep. and then, you know, mom has to be a faithful mom to you. So discipline, it takes on a completely different perspective. It actually, like if you talk to my, with some of my kids who have the most discipline, they would say that they're so thankful, honestly. Mm-hmm. I and mean, the Bible says, no, nope, no discipline is pleasant at the time, but it yields a harvest of righteousness right. for those who are trained by it. So it's about a parent being self controlled, a mama being in the front, not the great reactor. Like how do you right. stay in the front? How do you keep that authority? How do you establish authority so that you can enjoy your kids? Well, exactly. And so you don't get into those a- adversities. How do you keep the heartstrings of your kids through, you know, through these hard times? Well, right. And it's it's because think about it. That's the hole in which you're schooling. If the home is yes. dysfunctional, your school is dysfunctional. Like if If the home is angry, the schooling's angry. If, you know, it's almost like first we have to frame this family. How does this family work best, right? And if if people getting into homeschooling, and maybe it will be, I mean, we all need resets all the time. You know, it's easy to get off. And it's like, sometimes it's just a reset of like, what am I doing? Like, right. The most important thing is that this family's healthy, or at least working Hmm. towards being healthy before the Lord, right? Yes. Holy healthy, not always going to be happy, you know, and once you start there, it, I mean, obedience to God, children's obedience to us is obedience to God. It opens up a love relationship. You're able to enjoy each other. And I think that's what I am so passionate about, Leslie, is enjoying, enjoying these years. It will be hard. We will lose it. It will get messy. But really, how do we, Enjoy this incredibly sacred job of motherhood, and how Amen. do build or work towards a healthy family? What are those things? And and I think you know establishing that authority that God, Dad, Mom, kids, right is so it's so important.
1: Yeah, it's so critical because so many times as moms or as wives, yes, we find ourselves in a power struggle oh, with yeah, our kids, with our husband, with whatever, and that. That was never meant to be and that never ever ends well. And there has to be a, a level of humility in all of those yes. relationships, recognizing that, that God has lined this up and his plan is so beautiful and so perfect that we can't even fathom it. Yeah. But we are going to place ourselves in it. And, and I think that so many make that mistake of just digging in their heels, whether, again, it be with a three-year-old who's still in a tantrum or, you know, with your husband over a decision, we still have these power struggles that I think are at the root of so much of the discord in our families. Yeah.
0: You know, I love to share the things, the, the very practical things that have just radically changed me. God's, the Lord, the Lord's, God's word is practical. No, it's not this ethereal thing that we can't download into our lives. It's just hard to do because of our own sin. And it's, it's yep. just hard. It's, it's, but once you start, like small steps take you in a new direction. And when you start working just on who you are and not trying to fix everyone around you, it, it's amazing that how God make, you know, makes you new. He just makes you new. And like I, right now, and I look at my kids, almost 20 to 26. I cannot say it's all been smooth sailing. right? Mm-hmm. There's always issues. There's always things we're working through. But I honestly can say, Leslie, I have the heart of those six kids. And if yes. I did not learn what I learned from mentors, teachers, pastors, you know, and took it to heart. I don't think, I don't know if I would. Or if they had been farmed out to all these different places and I had never had time with them. I I don't know if I would have their heart the way I do today. Exactly, Because on the hardest day I have, I have their heart and that's everything. If you lose the heart, you lose the battle. Amen. So I'm very passionate about sharing some of these things with uh
1: Well, I am. And and I'm so excited that you will be sharing that with us in, you know, in Pigeon Forge coming up in just a couple of weeks. I know. Before we're getting really low on time. There's so many things that I would love to talk to you about. I, mean, I really, I feel like we could, we could just go down this path because everything that you're saying, there's so many follow-ups. There's so many other threads yep. that we could discuss, but I want to give you a chance. You're going to be speaking to thousands of families there in Pigeon Forge. What is your heart for them? What What is really, if you could just tell them in a nutshell, this is my heart for you through this, through the time that I'm with you, but even well beyond that, what is your heart for those families? Well, I think,
0: oh gosh, my heart for them individually, moms, dads, and anyone, is that they would get away from some of the noise of everyday life. And... Refocus their own heart on Jesus, realizing that there's work that only the best work only God can do on us. Amen. Right. So I want them to realize that it's all a work in progress and that they could just relax and refocus their heart on Jesus. And hopefully, you know, by just telling my story and sharing with them, they can also refocus on what it is they want for their family. For their children, what are their top priorities and help them with ways to maybe make adjustments to get there that they can feel the Holy Spirit within them again? Because life gets busy and crowded and there's conflict, and I don't know, I'm in the wilderness and I don't know how to get out of the wilderness. I hope that they they can feel that they have a light out of the wilderness and that they get excited about getting their part right with God, mom, dad, you know, and kids, you know, just that they feel like. The greatest thing I'll ever teach my children is who Jesus is and why they need Him, and shepherding that heart to God. Yep, and that they can see maybe some of the things that they need to change. I mean, conviction's a good thing to feel. That's how we, you know, to feel that conviction. Like I feel all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and maybe time of repentance and reprioritizing, mm-hmm. and that they honestly would leave a homeschool convention. With their heart excited about their home and their kids. Amen. And the relationships. The schooling will all happen. That's that's not the hard part. The hard part right. is staying connected because family is about relationship. First with the Lord, then with each other.
1: So amen. That's my that's my heart for them. Amen. And you, you could not have described <laughs> why we do what we do better. So thank you for that. Thank you so much for what you do and Oh, it's just so necessary.
0: It's so easy to feel isolated. Yeah. It's so easy to feel, oh, I you know, just kind of disconnected from other other families too. Right. Right. And it's,
1: we need each other. So amen. Thank you for doing what you do. Amen. Well, thank you. And Chelsea, thank you so much for joining us today. I cannot wait to, to meet you in person in May, first weekend of May. So again, I just, I really appreciate you're making the time for us. All right. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you and to everyone else. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us today. We talk all the time about how the great commission begins at home. Your home is your Jerusalem going for the hearts of your kids. And Chelsea has laid it out so beautifully today, the wise what the platform that we get as we go for the hearts of our children. But also, I wanted to really remind you that as you are praying for insight into the heart of your children as you're praying for your relationships, God is going to change you. And one of the most amazing things that I have seen through the years, and I'm sure Chelsea would echo, is that as God changed me, all those relationships got better, almost as if I had a part in making the friction there. So I encourage you, whoever is listening to this, mom, dad, get on your knees before the Lord, allow him to change you, and you'll be amazed at how that's going to impact your children, your marriage, your parenting, your homeschooling, and everything else. So have a wonderful rest of your day. And I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining me today. It's my prayer that every episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast helps to strengthen your family by giving you biblical and practical ways to raise your children and educate them well. We'd love to engage with you more, so check out teachthemdiligently.net to find out about the resources and experiences we offer Christian homeschooling families like yours all year long. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network that got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and a whole lot more.